It is Thursday the 28th of April 2016 and this is episode 280 of Digital Outbox. Hello and welcome to episode 280 of Digital Outbox. I am Chris and joined as ever and always by Ian. Hello Ian. Evening Christopher. This is uh, a short podcast tonight. It's a nice little change. Hope so. <laughs> yeah, so do, so do I because if we drag these stories out for half an hour we're, we're struggling. Um, Apple revenues have fallen this uh, this quarter. First time... Uh, since 2003 so um kind of knew it was all heading this way i think they've been building us up to this for a little while now um but yes yeah, so still unbelievable amounts of money being um made but just slightly slightly smaller unbelievable amounts of money um which obviously makes their share prices fall by 20 percent over the last 12 months um so obviously they're a fifth worst because they're than they used to be just because they're not making quite so many billions no, they only made, I mean, bless them, 50.56 billion in a quarter instead of 58 billion. Oh, for goodness sake. I mean, that's uh, hardly worth being in business. Exactly, just give up. Certainly not worth investing in. So uh, I, I guess a couple of the noticeable, no, and we, we always said let's not cover financials, but this, I guess this was a notable one. Um, so it's the first the first time that a year-on-year iPhone sale has dropped. Yes. You know, and that's and that's... I guess that's quite It's been reducing and reducing, and now it's dropped, and it's hit by China, right? It's China, but also, I also think it's maybe just, part of me feels like the hardware, the hardware around about smartphones has got to such a maturity now that there's a, I mean, I'm, I'm coming up to my second, you know, so this September will be two years I've had the iPhone. Yeah. I'm actually looking at it going, could I get a third out of this? Which I would never yeah. have done before. No, you no. That's not in your nature, uh, and you know the. I think my dad's is an iPhone five S. Is that I can't remember what it is now, but basically it's still a really nice chassis, feels a really solid phone, and that's old technology now, um, in in relative terms, and and maybe that's what the point has got to. People have found their favourite bit of hardware, and and it it's well made enough that it's going to last. So, plus you just reach saturation in the market, right? You get think, that many people that have a an iPhone, and everyone's got one. Absolutely, and I, I think that's what they're saying as well that they're, they're, they're kind of reaching that plateau. Of there's not there's not many more people, you know, that that, <clears> that, that have got that much of spare cash to go and buy one. Because that's the other cash. thing they could they could go into a different market, but then that reduces the brand, right? Yeah, and, and they don't want to do that. I mean, they're kind no. of their, their average selling price has always stayed round about the same price. It maybe dips slightly yep. or it increases slightly depending on when the models come out, but it's pretty much static. And and they don't want to deviate from that. And I guess they've they, they've won their argument because if you remember when Android phones came out and they were coming out a lot cheaper, and people were saying Apple are going to have to compete, and it's like no, they don't. They're, no. they're quite happy with There's this market share and that profit. They're a premium product, but it's also you know they're still de facto enormous. They're still the one that everyone wants, and, and it's still aspirational. But it's you know most people have just about stretched to it once they put it on their monthly contract don't they uh, and yeah. i think this will all be forgotten soon anyway i think i'm sure that will something will happen and they'll grow again absolutely and already, so that, the other notable kind of point was that um 
iPads had dipped again, so people had reckoned it kind of bottomed out. And then the big iPad Pro when it came out, and now the baby iPad Pro was a sign that it'll pick up, and it hadn't. So a lot of people initially reacted quite badly to that. Mm. Um, and Tim Cook did say that that the the baby Pro hasn't been taken into account in these set of figures, but they're confident, really confident, based on sales so far that there'll be an uptick next time. Yeah, and I'm sure it will. Yeah. Um, w- one other thing was also around services. So there's a Apple have never been really big on the services side. It's always they're always a to me they're always a hardware and product company. Mm-hmm. And yes, they do goodish software in certain areas and really terrible software in others, but um services actually jumped quite a bit. Um so the twenty percent growth compared to last year. Um Apple Music they're up to thirteen million subscribers instead of ten last quarter. And that so shows that shows that the actual end users haven't stopped spending their money uh, and they haven't stopped spending their money on Apple stuff. They've got the hardware and that that's where they'll probably expect to see the growth now is in in their software side of things. I, I just also, I think it, I think Apple do have to, to watch. I mean, they are, the product, the hardware, you know, is, is really good. But if they're seeing that plateau and if others have caught them, if I look at Samsung's products and I look at HTC's products, there is a, you know, the quality is there. You know, there's not yep. a gap, um, so it'll be interesting to see services wise whether you know that it sparks off another war. I, I don't know, but partly feel the smartphone kind of wars as such is done. And I think and if you go back two three years, everybody was suing each other, and it was you know everybody was talking about blocking everybody, and it's all done. Yeah, it's I think almost it is, like yeah. reached a kind of maturity and a plateaued, and it's almost like what's the next? What's the next game? Yeah, yeah. Um, other people have come out with um, their financials this month. Um, Facebook absolutely nailing it. They are they are making tons of cash. They've gone. I think they've doubled their earnings in in twelve months um, from you know multi billions to multi multi billions. It's just amazing. Uh, they're almost getting uh, a billion weekly active users. Um, they're something like one point five billion monthly active users, but they're kind of breaking into that billion figure for every single kind of metric that they follow um but yeah and they're they're make they're making their model work and they're making money from it yeah and significantly they've outperformed you know analysts or market predictions you know so obviously share price yes by, is... by something like 10 percent to 20 oh yeah they've it was nailed it they absolutely smashed uh, it yeah it was a great quarter um and, and another significant point that came out was they don't expect to see any profit from vr this year no, so just where everybody I don't talk think they about. They need to. It's just still no, formative, just... isn't it? They've spent the money. Yeah. Samsung did well. Yeah, they brought their devices out earlier this year, and I think they've been a lot better received um, than last year's models were, uh, and they've sold a lot more as well. But uh, again, I, I wonder they're, they're if... still selling shed loads. Yeah. They're still on shed loads, but I do wonder if they're suffering the same as Apple. That you're going to start to see people upgrading every couple of years not every year yeah definitely and and, yeah. and tim cook said that about the ipad as well they seen people they say well, the usage is great and the feedback we get is great but they're but they're actually hanging on to their devices longer than we we probably expected you know so it's maybe a three four year you know cycle, upgrade yeah. cycle which when you're spending that much money is kind of reasonable from a you know a user perspective you don't I really want to so. have to spend that much money every single year no and i think there's a there's a there's a, there's a really small geek kind of bubble. If you listen to podcasts, if you go and work, look at Verge, and you can get caught up in, uh, oh, he's got the new one, I need a new one, or it's a new one's out and you, you had the latest and greatest. But when there's not significant upgrades there, 
mean, they're talking yeah, when, Most of them are just spec pumps, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're talking about this year maybe dual cameras in the iPhone. And again, it's it's has it has it got to the good enough where it's like is is that is that enough to make me change? Okay. Another thing, Apple this week or this yeah. Basically, Apple have stipulated that all apps on their watch should be um, native by June. So uh, instead of the app being on the phone and then talking to the watch, it's now got to be a native app on the phone. That is a stipulation that you know apps will be taken off of the store if they're not native. And I mostly seen this as a performance-based thing in that they can be much more sprightly when they're actually native to the phone. I'd, I'd, I'd like to think so, but but all evidence is showing that that watchOS no. two hasn't really addressed those issues. Um, some of the apps do perform slightly better, but it's still honestly it's still quicker pulling the phone out and and, and just checking it there. I wonder, yeah, I wonder whether um, there's also a move that you could maybe they're trying to make the watch work without the need for the phone as a, a you know a, a companion um, because that expands the market of the the watch quite a lot. Absolutely. If I, sure. I mean, if you could, I mean, you take it as like that kind of running companion. It can do the music, it can track the steps, but it can't do the kind of GPS yeah. map tracking. And a lot of people do love that, you know, being able to go and see where they've ran. Um, I know yeah, for yeah, some no, people it's, it's very, like very not popular. a big thing, but um, yeah. Clarkson, Hammond and May are going to be launching Drive Tribe. This is a motoring content platform. Um, I guess really they're putting a name to this this concept and it's basically they're trying to, it's an online sort of presence designed around sort of you know, seg- segments in the motoring community. And, and basically there's 45 billion media, media spend um, on, on the motoring community and they want a piece of that. Basically they're saying that the existing stuff out there, things like Piston Heads and <clears throat> whatever are, are just not meeting that need uh, and widely enough and, and putting their names to this kind of project gives it a bit of panache and they will be doing some journalism towards it um, but they will be also buying in or the, the, the organisation will be buying in journalism and, and pieces as well I kind of thought this was a bit I don't know a bit weird uh, and I'm I'm not in and I'm not into probably cars say obviously the same way you are but others are as well um, so I, I guess I'd kind of thought it was a fairly mature market, but mm. but they're they're seeing it as I mean they, they gave examples you know like gamers have Twitch, so they clearly still think there's some sort of gap there that that you know this this can target. And may, maybe there is, but also they're going down the technical route of trying to work out. <clears throat> they're doing you know mass mass A B testing on articles, and there'd be different mashups and all those kind of things based on what people say they like and enjoy and what they you know what kind of motoring person they are so it sounds like they're 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 going down that kind of analytics route and just really trying to get something focused towards the user rather than uh, an offering and get people gathered around that offering so um yeah let's see how it goes um most things with them attract attention for one reason or another and i'm sure going forward we will find that to be the case in this as well uh, Nokia bought Withings this week uh, for 131 million. So we've been long-term Withings users um, of their original. Um, they had a Wi-Fi scale, which was kind of ahead of its time in all this kind of um, analytics and online cloud-based health stuff. Um, but it, Nokia have, have recently bought them. So Nokia have been in the news recently about you know how the whole phone market's falling apart. Um, but yeah, they decided they want to get into this health and lifestyle type area, and, and Withings is a good buy in that area. Yeah, it, it just 
It, absolutely. I guess Withings have got a good track record. You know, so they've got the health. There was the scales. They've got the blood pressure monitor. There's a few other bits and pieces. There was a smart camera that they did as well. Like it, it was kind of it looked it looked like a bit of furniture more than a camera. Yes. And Interestingly, the they, 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 none of those so. are mentioned in this though. This is all about the yeah the the yeah the nighttime sleep assessments and the you know all the the other things. Not necessarily those original products. So it looks like they you know they they think that's the firm to to be able to sort of launch them into this arena. And especially when the Withering CEO, it he actually kind of just named Connected Health. You know, so it's almost like Nokia are focusing on that more than anything else. It's, it's just, amazing it, to think what yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Just it just felt a weird buy, and it was a is it is it because Withings is in trouble? You know, of they are they struggling against everybody else? Because Fitbit, I think it's out a, I don't think it's Withings that's in trouble. I think it's Nokia flash thrashing around trying to figure Maybe. out what they want to do with themselves. Maybe it's just it's just I, I thought Withings would be probably strong enough to stay on their own. And that's, yeah, that's but you offer was... some you offer a CEO 131 million and control of the new company with the backing of Nokia you you know I'm sure you'll bite your hand up because I don't think they're a massive massive company in their own right no there was only I think there was only 200 staff so still a fairly yeah exactly that's what still a fairly so small I think someone I think they've made themselves some some good money um Dropbox Project Infinite the next kind of step in the Dropbox um empire this is going to effectively allow you to remain cloud based storage uh, so currently if you sync a folder in dropbox in the app it will actually pull all those files down onto your local machine but if you're using dropbox in its sort of biggest form so i, th- I think i've got like a terabyte of storage at dropbox um you know you have to be very careful with what folders you sync so this new bit of software actually allow you to keep all those files effectively it's a it's a way of listing all your cloud files but they they act as if they're local files up until the point that you actually want to execute them and at that point it does download them um, onto your machine so basically it's a it's a use on demand um but it's an off you know effectively you're seeing your offline file storage um sorry not offline file your cloud-based storage um uh, inside your actual operating system and, that, and that's the kind of clever bit of this that in explorer or in finder depending if you're on windows or mac you you see everything including file sizes date stamps all that kind of stuff and the only difference is there's a little uh, tag a little flash that says green tick if it is actually installed on your local machine already and a little cloud icon if um if it is yet to be downloaded uh and and definitely the next step in in what's needed uh to make cloud work you know even even better really yeah and uh and it's, it's strange. I was I was with a was with a, another company this week, and they also pointed out. You know, if you if you go back four years, Dropbox had this whole market sewn up. Everybody shared content with Dropbox. Yeah, and it's 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 not like that anymore. They're not no, there's big... definitely different. Well, yeah, because of all the other service offerings from Microsoft and Google and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I've actually got I've got probably five terabytes between all the companies that I have, just in you know they all realized this was a good market share I, I would still say dropbox is still the common name still the kind of hoover of the you know the the, the file sharing and, and cloud storage it's the one that most parents would know <laughs> it's uh, it's a nice way of putting it the, what i was going to say it's probably more trusted I mean, I've, and also I, found, I still find it's the if an app's going to support a cloud service if it's not if it's not the native platform's own it's dropbox 
Yeah. You know, and then you'll maybe see over time they'll add on, you know, yeah. one driver box. Yes, but it always starts off with Dropbox. Yeah, we don't get many figures, but um, yeah, I still think Dropbox from a consumer level is, yeah, sure, you get you get Microsoft Cloud offering in the Windows arena, but globally, I think it's still probably one of the bigger ones. So there's no pricing um, that I've seen on this. and but No, and there's re- no visibility yet of it either. Yeah, but it's releasing out to sponsor customers, so enterprise. I, to be honest, I see this, I, I I actually see this as just their new app. I don't necessarily think you'll actually be charged for it, but we'll see um, whether that's the case. But I see it as just their new sync app. And just I'd be surprised if, if you, you know, there was some sort of premium level, because I don't think it's that revolutionary. Yeah. So let's let's see what they, they end up doing, but I, I I think it'll just roll out. Uh, Gears of War four, uh, another game that's going down the charge up front and then charge again um, for online or basically for they, they call them all season passes now. But um, so this is obviously one of the big AAA releases. It's going to charge you. A, most retailers go around the forty pound mark for the actual sale, but the download um, season pass is also another forty pounds, and that's they've at least laid out what it is. But but I guess it just shows. The games are no longer just the release day uh, item. They're they're an evolving ecosystem that they're saying you have to pay for now. Whereas we've kind of used to to not having to pay or pay when we choose. Yeah, so the reason I did this, and we were talking about it with um, oh, what game are we playing just now? That I can't Division. remember. Isn't it? Division. Yeah, I kept Destiny was in my head. Destiny, Destiny, Destiny. So Division, and I think I'd, I'd accidentally gone and it was like 30 quid for the download um, for the, the, the season pass. And it was like, that's that's almost what I paid. And that's what we were talking about that that night. And this is the same. You know, Star Wars was the same. The bit that stunk about this, and, and I guess it stinks for two ways. It's like, if you want to if you want to play it online, properly online and access to all the maps, you're basically going to have to pay 80 quid. There's yes, so they've they've decided to scupper it by putting maps on a rotation. So even though your game disc um, will have the maps installed, you won't actually be able to use them when you want. They'll be on a rotational, you know, um, playlist type map. Which, yeah, does they, it's like they're deliberately balking it. You know, I, yeah, for for the sake of you trying to buy a download pack, and and whether Gears of War, I know Gears of War was big online, but I I don't think it's got the longevity online that, that, that this download pack seems to suggest it, it will have. Um, and there's nothing for the single player. There's absolutely zero. So well, if, the, if, so the single player, they're saying, you know, you, you're buying the game and that's what you're paying for effectively. Yes. And it's almost like they're saying the online element is what, what this extra downloadable content is for. But, but, but I, I, I don't know. It just, it just feels such a rip. Um, I just, just just not comfortable with the way the game is going. And so you buy digital as well. So you generally buy digital games now. So you'd be looking yes. at £55. And if you want to play yes. online, a true online experience, another £40, almost £100. But it's fine. I'm not going to buy this game. I, but, but but there will be a game coming up that Agreed. if they follow the same model, you know, Halo 6, if that followed the same model, would you stump up 100 quid for it? Generally speaking, uh, no, and I never have done with a game because I, I I rarely buy the added extras and and maybe you know maybe they, no one will buy this one either and and then they you know they'll figure out that it doesn't work. I think you know we did see a an uh, there was a brief foray into the EA going down the pay for everything in sort of microtransactions. Now that does seem to have disappeared. Uh, I think there was a big backlash about it, and I guess this is people just feeling out where where can we where's the balance here for games um 
but but yeah I, I th- there will be a balance found and eventually they'll figure out what people are at least in this particular scenario they're telling you exactly what you are going to get whereas in the star wars scenario it was very much a vague this is maybe what we're going to do and and this is kind of what you're paying for but you really there was no guarantees it's summertime the ice cream van's back ice cream van's back Fantastic. um kind of a, for me a surprise announcement um today nintendo nx they've given a release date of march 2017 so this is nintendo's next console they've no other details um again people sort of guessing and and sort of thrashing around trying to figure this out um but yeah they they've kind of said here we go, March March 2017. But we're not going to show you at E3 2016, so it's all a bit of a mystery. Yeah, and it's so so Nintendo had, had basically it was their financial announcements, and I'm not going to bother going to going to, go to that. But but I thought E3, considering E3 is June, you know, and 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 they've come out and said it's March. You're like, surely, surely then E3 is going to be all about this NX, and it's not. I mean, to come out and say we're not going to show any of it. And it, and and E three is all about Legend of Zelda, which is like what? Maybe it just means they're very confident in what they're going to be offering. You know that they don't. Oh, have I don't to know. Pipe it. I don't mm. know. It, may, it makes me also think that they've not got much there. I, Maybe it's, it's all in their head at the moment. Yeah. It's just, so there's lots of rumours that it was that, that it was a please don't let our shares drop. <laughs> well, there's, there's lots of rumours about it's a it's a home console, but it's also a portable console, and it's Android based, mm. and there's a whole other thing swirling around that people are putting two and two together. And there's lots of rumours that it's, it's equivalent to a PS4 performance, but obviously there's a an upgraded well. PS4 coming out. So yeah. So what what is it? Yeah, what are you comparing it to? Do Do you think there's an argument that Nintendo should just release a bog standard console with a pretty standard controller and release all their IP again in a in a in a next gen way? You know, I, I, I would I would say stop. I, to me, I would go down the Sega route. But if they want to make money, just just stop focusing on hardware. Mm, but Sega's not what they used to be either, is it? They it's kind not. Of fell apart. It's not. But I I just don't think I know. I, I mean, I, I have a lot of love Nintendo as well, and some people have got and and an unhealthy bias towards Nintendo that they can do no wrong. And it's like the last couple of consoles have sucked. You know, there's no getting away from it. The hardware's not been good enough. And the, the first part of the games, there's been a couple of gems in there, but it's the same games played again and again and again. You know, there needs yeah, to I'd, be... I'd say Wii was, Wii was a big success. I know it wasn't great hardware, but it, it was a success as a console. It was the only console that made any money in that it, generation. But it, but it was that it was that year to year success but a lot of it was people tried it, played the gimmick at first, and then it, it just died. I think yeah, that's always been the thing about these kind of gimmicks. See, we connect cameras. It's a it's a one-off gimmick. You go, oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. So um, the, other, the, the other two things I did say was, because was, obviously they've got their iOS and Android game out, or their chat thing, which is weird. But um, there's two, it actual, is weird, yeah. two actual mobile apps that are now coming out, Fire Emblem, based on Fire Emblem and Animal Crossing. So that's that's they have potential. As I said, they've got their back catalogue is, is amazing. Yep. I, mean, I just think of a VR version of Pilot Wings. Sold. Or or F Zero. Oh, instant sick. Sold. <laughs> Ed Bull's Day. Oh, hey. Happy Ed Bull's Day. Yeah. Um so yeah. Ed Balls, five years ago, tweeted Ed Balls. <laughs> and um so every year uh, we get lots of retweets. And Ed usually joins in and kind of goes, oh, okay, I guess, I guess I have to. 
and he usually tweets Ed Balls, and everybody goes, Hooray! Um, today he <laughs> outdone himself. Um, so exactly the same time. So he didn't just he didn't just like you know just do it at some point today. But four twenty p.m. Um, today he put a picture up of a cake that he'd baked, and he'd done all the icing to look like the original tweet. <laughs> So well, well done, Ed Balls. It was. It's, it's very good. It's actually it shows that he actually understands Twitter as well, because it it went down well. Well, you know what it's like. A lot of these, everybody gets a bit pole faced, and it's like I don't want to be a meme. Yeah, but, there you but go. He's, he's memed he's himself. It. Um, just yeah. So there we go. Twenty minutes in, we're we've, we're done with our um, we're done with our news. But I will oh, say, <laughs> what's that? Yeah, yeah. We, we do. We have we have polished it. Um, <laughs> I've been playing uh, a friend's HTC Vive, uh, HTC Vive this uh, weekend or the last weekend just gone, um, and it was brilliant, unbelievable. So I've used the Oculus in the past, um, but the Vive, this obviously the consumer Vive, it's got all the controllers as well. So it's got the tracking and the and the actual two hand controllers. And I have to say, it was unbelievable as an experience, uh, a step above again. Um, loved it and played a horror game and absolutely got really really quite scared so I, I i saw a video of somebody playing a horror game. it was like zombies it was like darkness and then yes. zombies would shuffle out and then get quite fast that is the one i work. played right okay and you had a little you had a little flashlight and it ran out of batteries and you had your handgun uh, and that really wasn't enough to kill some of these zombies so it got you know it got properly properly scary and just properly visceral as in properly internal feeling of scared like i ducked when it tried to punch when you tried to punch me in the face um so it gets it does get properly scary but but just the two controllers they, they've absolutely nailed it i think oculus are in trouble because it is it, it's extremely good as a consumer uh, product um and they're ahead of the curve and to live in their kind of demo or their kind of uh, opening gambit is the is you you basically live in the portal world so you go into a little workshop, which is all portal based, and it's got all that portal type humor. Um, and, and it's just extremely well done. I was amazed at how accurate the, the handsets were and how natural it all felt. So if you get a chance to use a Vive, I, I heartily recommend it. It was it was a brilliant, brilliant thing. I think I'd said to you, I can't remember if it was you or, or somebody else, but there's a video of somebody, you know, headset on and somebody throws a controller at them. And it's it, it maps that accurately and that fast that they just grab it, whatever it was. You can see it. You can see the controllers in the game, as in you know they're actually mapped like the controllers. And that's uh, what I mean. So somebody somebody was throwing it. At yeah, a yeah. So it, angle, it, and they were grabbing 100%. it. Hundred percent. Right so yeah. like when they're on the floor, if someone's passing it to you, you can see it exactly. It's exactly where you put your hand, uh, and the the actual co- collision detection as well. So if you move the two controls together exactly the same time you see it on screen, it, it's just it's just very very well done, you know, and very no noticeable lag. Um, uh, just yeah, I, I was I was properly properly taken by it. and to release Oculus without the controllers is going to be to de- you know to the detriment of it. I'd, I'd say. Yeah, and I think I mean they're they're coming. I think both. I don't think I don't think we're going to see a winner for a while. You know, no, I, no, I think I it's one of these. So it's it, it's going to take time, and it'll be interesting to see once once it it settles down. Once you're out of the the kind of hardcore you know people that are desperate for it you know so like me and you are in that kind of hardcore want to try it and you know i've, I've flirted with that I go and spend a couple of grand you know and get the pc and get the headsets and it's like no calm down yeah um, and I, i'm exactly the same as you i'm in that hardcore thing but i am actually prepared to be sensible and wait for second gen yeah and i and i guess in some ways i feel 
I, I'm not regretting ordering the PS4 one because I think that I, I still think that is my easy way in. Um, but at some point, and it's it been interesting just whether you know what other hardware catches up, you know, and yeah, yeah you know, so you've got Microsoft kicking around with the HoloLens. Do, do you end up with some sort of dedicated unit? Will it always be some sort of secondary power? I think I think time will tell on that. There's still a lot of development. I still think there is a big future in this, though. I do think it's oh, a big yeah. thing. Absolutely. Um, you know, pretty universally, anyone who tried, you know, my friend's headset on loved the experience and the feeling of, you know, just that immersion that you get. I mean, I, I still remember the Hololens demo last year, and one of the one of the chaps that was that was there with me, and it's just a totally different take on it. it had the Hololens on, he was like, "I'm never buying a TV again." Yeah. That idea that you can draw a screen and watch it wherever you want to hang it. He yeah. said, I can just put this on. I'm never buying a TV. Simple yeah, as. And it was yeah. like, oh, okay. Never never, never quite triggered that. Um, one little thing I wanted to, to, to add in was, um, I, I want to say ex-podcaster, but he's not been around for a while. So Henry um, ran the London Marathon at the weekend. Uh, How did he get on? Um, three hours, three minutes and 33 seconds. Oh, wow, seconds. that's very good. That's a proper that's proper runner. He he did really well. He yeah, did none really of that well. tickling around the edge. That's very good. He no, must be a bit gutted. It wasn't under three hours though. Is I he was just really pleased to, <laughs> really pleased to to get that kind of time yeah. and finish. Well um, done, Henry. So I'll put in the show notes a link. He's done a little blog post on his um, on his running clubs um, blog, and he's just talking about what what happened and and how it went. So. Good. Well, well done, him. Yeah, congratulations. That is that is big stuff, right? Um, okay, we've now stretched out to a half an hour. This is perfect, almost like it was planned. Uh, that is it for this week. But if you want to find out more about what we are, who we are, what we do, digitaloutbox.com. Um, email us info at digitaloutbox.com if you like, or Twitter to digitaloutbox. Um, I'm on Twitter as cheesy UK, and uh, my racing blog is academyracer.co.uk where um i think yeah not not this coming weekend but the weekend after is my next race so following that there will be some more updates there ian where can we find you uh blogs indeed.net twitter sweeper where are you racing anglesey oh wow yeah long old journey um but nevertheless it's going to be fun um so uh that's it <laughs> sorry oh no i was gonna say so it does mean that next week um there won't be a podcast so it'll be a couple of weeks before we're back on uh, your streams again uh, but anyway thanks for listening and we'll talk to you then goodbye Ta-da. 